0: It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
2: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, the CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Arreda, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's show, we're going to be doing a Women's Cup recap for you all. There is a new title holder. For the Women's Cup, and we've got an nwsl recap for you all as well. We're going to be taking a little bit of some twists and turns on this live episode. If you're joining us right now, we'll fill you in along the way. But before we get into everything, a reminder to watch all of our episodes and exclusive interviews on YouTube. Subscribe to our page to get notified whenever we go live at YouTube.com/slash Attacking Third. Lisa, how you doing tonight, buddy? I am doing great because we had so many
0: great games today that were happening incredibly exciting games a little bit of drama with some lightning in louisville kentucky that pushed us back everyone thanks for sticking around um watching the women's cup of course on paramount plus it was a fantastic week or so of the tournament and then for joining us live right now because we rarely go live on saturday nights we're usually sunday night live uh but because of all the football happening today we had to go live after these games talk about the Women's Cup, NWSL, everything that's happening. Sandra, how are you? How are you in WNBA world? And
2: oh, I'm doing Chicago, great. You know, I'm sure. Today is a uh, today's a wonderful day uh, <laughs> to be a Chicago <laughs> Sky, uh, you know, follower here. So it's uh, incredible things going on in WNBA playoffs. Right, it's best time of the year uh, for for them and 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 those franchises in that league. And uh, yeah, we're doing things a little different um, tonight. But that's because there was there's so much going on right now, quite frankly, as we speak and do this show live. So we're going to be doing um, a recap of the Women's Cup, which we're very excited to do because we've been tuning into the matches and taking a look at the teams all via, you know, Paramount Plus. Um, But there were also there was also NWSL action that was taking place uh, across the league this weekend. And there was also uh, the women's ICC that is currently taking place right now. And there's actually, in fact, as we do this live at the moment, there is a additional NWSL match taking place. So that's Houston dash versus San Diego wave FC. So who knows, maybe all of you joining us live right now have, one eye on us and one eye on San Diego Wave FC. But don't worry. We're going to do things a little bit differently. So welcome back. I'm just going through some of the itinerary that we're doing for, for our audience here so that they kind of understand the, the route in which we're going to go with the content. So we are going to be recapping uh, some NDBL matches and the Women's Cup. And then we're going to join you all. Early next week to talk about uh, Houston Dash, San Diego Wave, as well as Women's ICC. So don't worry. We're breaking it up for you because we wanted to treat everything with, you know, give a little bit of attention to everything. We didn't want to just like blaze through it all. You know, what's the fun in that? Who doesn't love a slow burn? (laughs) So we're going to do that here tonight. Let's do things with, uh, let's start everything off with the Women's Cup, right? We want to maybe stick with something that's the most recent. And it's hard to believe that this is finally coming to an end. Uh, the Women's Cup uh, has a new champion. It is O.L. Reigns. Spoiler alert, if you were waiting to sort of maybe go back and watch on Unparamount Plus, we're going to let you know. That third place honors go to uh, Club America in, in this one as well. Mm-hmm. But, Lisa, this guy all kicked off August 14th came to its conclusion tonight on Saturday, August 20th. Expanded teams, expanded format, Uh, six teams included in the competition this year, still hosted by racing, but all new teams participating with the exception uh, of racing, including the NWSL participating team, which was OL Reign, but Club America, Tottenham, AC, Milan, Tokyo, Verde. So a ton of teams participating in this, right, alongside racing. And that also a quarterfinal round, uh, match for fifth place, match for third place, and tonight the cup final. But it wouldn't be, uh, I don't think it would be, uh, you know, an international competition without some type of dramatics involved. And that was provided by the weather, quite frankly. There were a couple delays that took place on these final match days, uh, impacting both the third place match and the cup final but maybe let's start uh you know with, with Club America and AC Milan wild scoreline in this one it ends 5-4 Club America taking the honors for third place in this one this was
0: such a fantastic game it was so back and forth um Club America just scoring incredible goals and going like Back-to-back-to-back. It was all tied up. I know, Sandra, you and I were texting and talking about this match. (laughs) We were, like, potentially talking about overtime because that leads into implications. It was a lot to kind of dissect as this match was going on. And before you knew it, um, Club America had scored back-to-back goals, taking this game from a tie at 2-2 to 4-2. And then more goals coming in and out of this one. Um, Allison Gonzalez with a hat trick in this match. There were... Five goals for Club America. So uh, anyone that's not watching League MX femenil, like this is a team, this is a Club America team that you can be watching every single week in League M- Liga MX femenil. And frankly, it was so entertaining. What a great third place match to watch honestly because these two teams were fighting for everything on yeah. the pitch AC Milan giving everything they had there we saw some cheeky soccer we saw some smart soccer some great team soccer it had a little bit of everything in this match
2: I I gotta say like I I loved um what I've enjoyed the most out of this this women's cup I love that it was all new teams that were participating in this tournament that's, you know, has been hosted two years in a row now by, by racing Louisville. And I love that they expanded it, right. Because without expanding it, you wouldn't get the introduction of, of some of these teams um, within the competition. But I'm, it, it gives me hope for like, you know, future uh, iterations of this, this tournament, that maybe that will open the door for the possibility of even, you know, cycling out even more teams to participate within this competition. Um I wouldn't mind seeing like a mix of things next year. Like I wouldn't mind maybe seeing like a mix, like there were six teams in, involved in this year. Maybe you you invite like, you know, if it is hosted by racing once more, maybe you invite two more teams, you know, two teams that participated in this tournament and then, you know, four more teams to who were maybe new faces to, to this competition. So, um, I, would, I didn't anticipate when we were previewing this that this game was going to end in this type of scoreline. We're talking about n- a nine-goal, nine. a real shootout quite frankly. Hat-trick for Alison Gonzalez. It was cool to see Kathy um, Martinez get on the scoreboard again, or, or, or on the scoreboard for, for Club America and then Kiana Palacios get on the scoreboard once more for this team as well. Um, but I think for me when I'm looking at clubs that were participating in this tournament, that it's Club America maybe that it's running away with kind of like the the, the breakout star mm-hmm. of this particular tournament. Because I think sort of reading, you know, the, the clubs that were participating in this one, when we were doing the interviews and we were doing the coverage in the preview, it, it sort of felt like everybody was talking about Tokyo Verde, that they were very excited to watch that type of team play. And uh, Tottenham as well. And uh, I think maybe... Globamedica came in here and maybe kind of stole some of the intention, right, that maybe some of these other teams totally. uh, were trying to get. Totally. So it's like the, with the result that they were picking up, the the soccer that they were putting out there, the goals that some of these players were scoring, um, it was fantastic to see. And I love that they're walking away with third-place honors.
0: Oh, completely. And I think it was a, a big deal, and, and it still is, to have teams like AC Milan from Syria in this tournament, obviously the two NWSL clubs in racing, Louisville and OL rain, but then to have uh, the Mexican side and club America be in this and the English side and Tottenham to be in this really provided. And and of course, Tokyo uh, bringing the Japanese style of football into this tournament as well, but to have those different styles of the game coming together in this tournament. And I think maybe if we talked about this last week, it was like, okay, which games are we excited to watch? Like, I know I was excited for, because they're they're a team that has a lot of great footwork and they can keep going um, and be really technical but I think looking at a team like Club America at the end of this that's a that's a team that's going to want to come back into this tournament and that recent level is going to want to invite back in for more times to come.
2: No I'm with you I know we had a recent interview with Scarlett Camberos, and it was cool to sort of hear her talk about something similar, that there are things that this team is going to walk away with and take back with themselves to Liga MX Feminil, that they can utilize – within their own season in their respective league. Um, and this is a player that has uh you know, experience playing in American collegiate systems. So to hear her, you know, talk about how she's been navigating her first season with uh club America and then sort of going ahead and, playing against NWSL teams and saying, hey, there was some physicality here that maybe we were unprepared for, that even I was unprepared for, Uh, you know, the quick transitional type of stuff that we get to see. And uh, I'm excited to to sort of take all everything that we learned from that and take it back into Liga MX Femino. So uh, if you all haven't had a chance to check out that interview uh, with Scarlett Camberos, please go ahead and and take the time uh, to take a look at it. Uh, But in the meantime, we have to recap the final as well. It came down. We got our wish. We were like, Hey, we wouldn't hate seeing an NWSL women's cup final. And we got it between racing Louisville and all rain racing, entering this one as the title holders of the match and all rain. First time participants in the competition, but they come from behind in this one, Lisa, and they take the honors. Oh, sorry, but did I lose you again? seems like we might've lost Lisa again. So look, OL Rain, everybody took the honors in this one. They came from behind 2 1 to defeat Racing. It kind of looked as if Racing was going to be uh, on another uh, winning side of the Women's Cup. For folks who don't remember, they won the inaugural Women's Cup last year on penalty kicks against. Bayern Munich but that wasn't the case this time now they were going up in this final against another NWSL side against O.L. Reign and something that Lisa and I were talking about in the preview of this match was whether or not we were going to see some possible rotation from Laura Harvey and O.L. Reign because what we saw as O.L. Reign and Racing Louisville entered the competition during the semifinal round of the game, we saw on racing side during their semifinal that they kind of had their usual suspects, typical starting 11, but that wasn't necessarily the case for all rain in their semifinal. So during their semifinal, we saw players who typically don't get the start, with Laura Harvey and OL Rain, players who are were more utilized, uh, coming off the bench or typical deaf players. And we were wondering during our preview of this cup final. If we were going to see some rotation on all rain side, like perhaps we were going to see their usual suspects. Finally their usual starters in a game like this, because now there was going to be a title on the line. And that's, I think ultimately what we saw that came to fruition. It came to happen. It came to pass that all rain rolled out with a lineup that had typical starters that you would see in a regular season NWSL match. And I think to start this game, it helped a little bit, but I think Dave is getting this go ahead goal, this breakthrough goal in the first half. I think maybe set some things in motion for the second half for all
0: It definitely did this. A player in Kristen Davis is one that for racing Louisville has, has maybe had inconsistent play throughout the NWSL regular season. And she comes up big in moments for racing Louisville. It's truly very, very fun to watch her as a player because um, I know even they were talking about this on the broadcast a little bit. Uh, Jordan Angeli saying that in college uh, Davis was a player that scored like 40 over 45 goals or something throughout her collegiate dates. Like she knows how to score. She's an incredible goal scorer and it, it's just finding that rhythm and that consistency with racing Louisville, but to get the opening goal in the 34th minute um, huge for this racing Louisville team and that has done well throughout this tournament, but I love the fact that this goal for Racing Mobile came on a turnover. It was a high press from them as O.L. Rain was trying to build the ball out of the back. Um, It's actually Jalen Howell who's out wide putting pressure on O.L. Rain's back line. And she ends up winning the ball in a turnover. And and it comes into the box. And it's actually fobbled and, and bobbled around by Davis in the box. And she ends up somehow getting a better touch on it. And then the goal that comes from Davis is (laughs) really really well well struck but the the initial touch by Davis isn't all that great right but she makes up for it with a great shot she turns um essentially her back to goal turns and strikes it from distance I rain like if you when you watch the replay of this goal their defenders their goalkeeper for Owl rain are all just watching the ball go into the net from from the shot on Davis it really was well struck by her and I thought that that was maybe going to be the game changer in this one for, for racing Louisville, but um, hindsight's always 2020 and, and watching how O.L. Rain played throughout the women's cup, coming back from behind, scoring goals, having a lot of different player rotation and different personnel. Um, frankly, that's exactly what they did towards the end of this one. But I think um I, I, I don't know. I had all rain or I, excuse me. I'm racing Louisville winning this one. And when they got on the board first, I was like, this is yeah. this is how we go. But then they kind of lost a lot of their momentum, um, especially in that second half.
2: Ooh, uh, it was a, it was all all in the second. Oh, 100 percent. I think we saw a little bit of a line change, quite frankly, coming from, mm-hmm. from Laura Harvey in, in, in this one. But it actually worked to their benefit. Right. And that was something that I was sharing, you know, with. On, on the live here, just like who, what old rain were we going to see in this cup final? Because we saw in the semifinal, how it was a lot more of the, the deaf players involved. And we got mm-hmm. to see typical starters to start this game, but making this like kind of line change in the second half and getting some of those players who were heavily involved and in that semifinal uh, now involved in this cup final, I think is obviously <laughs> what did it. I think we saw the game winner in this one. Mm -hmm. this incredible pass by Jimena Lopez all the way to Jordan Heidema. It was such a, it was a beauty of a goal, really highlight worthy. I love that Mexican international linking up with the Canadian international for the, for the go ahead goal. And ultimately the game winner. And you know what? You got to keep things interesting. You got to shake it up. It's a new, it's a new international club tournament. It's only in its second edition. And now we've got another winner. In this one. So now it's racing who had earned the first year titles and now Lil Rain have earned second year honors in this one. And uh, I, I thought it was great. I can't wait to see what the third edition of this looks like.
0: And oh completely. Um I, I want to talk about OL Rain's two goals though, because you mentioned the live the line change from Laura Harvey's side, and that gets a player like Olivia Athens into the game for OL Rain, who hasn't seen that many minutes for for Laura Harvey's side. She's a young player, 23 years old, um, into the league, and she comes in and she scores a goal, and that's huge. That's like another aspect of this tournament is that Coaches and clubs can play um, maybe some players that are deeper on their bench, get them minutes, get them consistency, get them confidence and, and a rhythm in playing with these teams. And, I mean, Sandra, you mentioned the Jimena Lopez through pass to Haidema, but it was so beautiful. It was just so stunning the way that she... Uh, Lopez put such great pace on it, texture on the ball. It was driven. It was hard. It was on the ground. And Haidema is on the back shoulder. It's a diagonal run for her. So the ball went through the outside back and the center back. And Haidema went through the two center backs. So the double uh, lane run and pass. And it was truly beautiful. And that game winner was really well done by uh, Haidema. And, and huge for Ole Rain to win this one. Um wonder if they'll be invited back next year to the women's cup I mean they're gonna
2: (laughs) listen I think think they have to to be given an opportunity to try to defend that title right I think that's sort of like where my head is at when I was kind of alluding to that a little Mm -hmm. earlier as we started talking about the recap of this tournament that I would maybe in the third year edition I, I would still maybe like it to be the six teams but perhaps if if racing are is the club that is going to continue to host this obviously they're going to be participants but if ol rain are the current title holders they have to be invited back so i don't know if you necessarily get a new nwsl side that gets invited into this tournament but that doesn't mean the rotation amongst other global teams might not change uh i would love to see club america also Same. make their return to to this i think tournament. they deserve it Right. You know, you got your first, second and third place, uh, you know, winners. Why don't you invite them back to the mix in uh, in 2023 and perhaps, you know, reach out to uh, three other clubs and sort of flesh out the uh, the six teams. But but we'll see. It's uh, it was a lot of fun being able to to chat about all of these games and then talk about them here and cover them and watch them on Paramount Plus. If you missed any of the action you could catch all of the highlights on Attacking Thirds YouTube page. So make sure you hit subscribe and you can go ahead and uh, watch all the action that you may have missed, or you can catch uh, games on demand on Paramount Plus. Check them out when you are able. But don't go anywhere for now because Lisa and I still have to recap some NWSL matches, and we're going to do that right after a quick break.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: All right, let's chat NWSL action for you all. We've got three games to recap right now, okay? Quick program note for everybody joining us live. We are only doing... Recap of three NWSL matches tonight for you. We are going to recap San Diego Wave versus Houston Dash on Tuesday for you all, alongside some highlights of WICC. So stay tuned for those matches on Tuesday. Let's talk about a trio of NWSL games tonight, though. Let's start with Kansas City Current versus Angel City FC. Lisa, this one ends in a draw. 1-1, one, one. if memory serves me correct. I believe we had Kansas City taking all the marbles in this one, correct? We did. We That was the scary thing about all of our
0: predictions this weekend. We went the same way for all of the games. So yes, we had Kansas City getting the win over Angel City. Unfortunately, they don't get the win in three points, but they go 11 games undefeated for this KC current side. And I think... Um, maybe that still counts for us.
2: <laughs> I think so, right? It's it's Nobody, we didn't necessarily lose, but we also didn't necessarily win when it came to the pick. But let me tell you, I think we all won in watching this match and how it was equalized. Listen, Angel City, we talked about it in the preview that this was a match to watch because we had Kansas City Current that have found themselves rising up the standings, In This phase of the season and you've got Angel City FC who find themselves in the midst of a playoff push currently on the outside looking in at seventh place ending their weekend still in seventh place but perhaps a a point closer to possibly snatching uh, a fifth or sixth place spot, but Kansas City needed to come from behind in this one, right. Make angel city absolutely went on the road and made things, uh, interesting at home for Kansas city of which, you know, quite frankly, um, you know, the billing on this one was pretty high. You know, this was a game that, um, it looked like the franchise was, was targeting in terms of a push for, you know, for, for attendance. And they, they achieved that it was a great turnout for, for this club on, on, on this night against, against a team like this. It kind of had a bit of that, um, playoff energy quite frankly you know a, a little sure. bit at least but uh yeah and this one you almost thought perhaps angel city was gonna spoil the fun because it took a little while for the goals to come in this one some back and forth breakthrough coming through in the 78th minute carrie ricardo getting on the board for angel city with a great assist from ali riley but just Minutes later, again, this is a thing that is haunting and chasing this Angel City side this season, unable to just sort of, you know, kind of close out these games, especially when they are narrow score lines like this. But you have a very smart uh, ball play in the box by Lola Bonta going after, you know, a bit of a 50-50 ball and Paige Nielsen making a challenge in the box. Foul contact made, penalty given, Labanta steps up and takes this PK. Lisa, I got to ask you your reactions to all of this.
0: Um, yeah. So, Kari Ricaro, I'm starting from the beginning here. What a great player for Angel City this year! That was her third goal. She also has an assist on the year. And also, Allie Riley coming up as, as a defender with getting some points. She's got two goals and an assist. For the Ricardo goal, she's – Allie Riley has truly stepped up. You can tell that this is a player that's playing so much passion to wear the Angel City crest, to be in L.A., to play soccer in uh, Southern California. Like, this is just – Allie Riley is a player that mm-hmm. encompasses all that Angel City wants to be, and it's really fun to watch her play. But I, I think the fact that Angel City then gives up this penalty kick – is it's definitely a penalty kick. It's a it's a huge foul in the box, um, and uh, of course, Lola Bonta is the one that gets taken out, and she's the one that should be taking it. But this is it, like the Achilles' heel for Angel City throughout yeah. this season. Is it, they give up these silly fouls or own yeah. goals in the box, and and their back line, their defense is great, right? You look at even a goalkeeper like Didi Haddachich is fantastic player, but they have these moments of almost mental lapses and weaknesses that other teams just jump on. And that's what happens in this league and to have a Kansas city side that did exactly that. And then, I mean, the Lola Bonta goal, fantastic. Of course, she buries the penalty kick upper 90. It practically hits the top of the inside of the goal. And then, um, I mean, I think we have to talk about it, Sandra, the (laughs) goal celebration from Lola Bonta was fantastic anyone that missed it we we can't play it right now but it's all over attacking third twitter it's all over everywhere's twitter you can watch the highlights on youtube.com slash attacking third but she takes the penalty kick then she goes to celebrate she does a fist pump jumps really high in the air it's huge celebrations the team is running to her and then she acts as though she pulled her hamstring she starts hobbling away and even Ali Wagner, JP Delegamera on broadcasts are all <laughs> like, oh no, like yeah, it's silence. Not good for Kansas City. Like basically everyone is like holding their breath. Like Labonka <laughs> cannot have her hamstring pulled at this point. And then I'll she's I'm already just like
2: worse. tearing up laughing about it right and now. And then like, she religion, just starts right?
0: twerking. It I was know. fantastic. Well done by her. She she really faked everyone out.
2: <laughs> I thought it was uh just simply iconic, quite frankly. I love it. Um, I also loved uh everyone's reaction to it it was great to sort of see everybody just kind of like embracing it on social saying like what a what a moment like quite fr- and like to have it in, in front of the home crowd like a, a big big turnout like that um loved it absolute baller energy quite frankly I was like that's cool I was like not only is Lulubanta a good player it's actually pretty cool and uh I just uh I and just glad attitude with it and i love uh, well that. i mean like, you sort of hear like some of what came out of the the post game you know for for her she she was in the post game with, with desiree scott and got asked about you know her sort of performances this year for kansas city and, and getting the five goals so far and she was just kept it very cool and very chill And the post she's like i'm good she was just like i'm gonna hit my bonus so that's awesome <laughs> you know like just keeping it very very chill and just um having fun with the celebration too, just sort of saying that it's like something that got tossed around on Twitter and she wanted to have some fun with it because there's a lot of like everybody just sort of collectively celebrating a goal, but she was like, let's have fun with this actually. Like let's like kind of like spice it up. So um, really like the the energy. I think it's just, it's just kind of a testament to sort of where, uh, you know, Kansas City current is right now in terms of their mentality on the pitch and where they are quite literally in the standings. The wind bumps them up a little bit more uh, after this weekend. And uh, unfortunately for on the Angel City side of things, they, like I said, came into this week uh, in seventh place and still exiting uh, and outside looking in as well. So we'll see what happens for these two teams uh, and their future fixtures. But let's talk a little bit about another game with two teams in different areas in the standings. It's North Carolina Courage versus Chicago Red Stars. Lisa, this one ends four zero. I believe we had courage in this one as well. Yes, yes, we both had North Carolina taking the three points over
0: Chicago. This game at Week Med Soccer Park in Cary, North Carolina, and I mean four nothing is brutal. brutal. Oh yeah, a lot nice of score line. One. Yep. Oh, God. It's and, yeah. and at halftime, right? It was one nil. North Carolina only got one. There, you there's think that open manageable,
2: goal? right? You think manageable Early. at this point? Mm-hmm.
0: Early. The opening goal came in about 10 minutes in off a corner kick. I think that's key. Carson Pickett with the assist sending this one in. And um, for those that don't know, you have one guess as to who scored the opening goal for this North Carolina side. Da-da-da-da, Diana Ordonez, the rookie. Just... A fantastic season for her. This is her ninth goal. Um, She's been leading all rookies. Now as nine, she enters the golden boot race even more than she was before. And this was just in the first 10 minutes of the game. So then it was like, all right, what's going to happen here? For those that don't know, Ordonia ends up getting a second one in this one. She's got 10 goals on the year now. Um, She's scored in the last five games for North Carolina, five straight games with a goal um, this one is also with her head. That's now her fourth goal of ten with her head. The second one comes from a shot, but also also off um, a bit of a set piece play. I mean, we just saw so much from North Carolina this game that was fantastic, frankly, to to kind of watch as this yeah. unfolds. But I, I mean, as you meant, as you said, the first half was very manageable for Chicago going in. I mean, ten minutes into this game, going down one yeah. nothing, and then playing out the rest of that first half. Um, keeping it scoreless, like being a bit defensive mm-hmm. all the way until the 64th oh, yeah. minute is when North Carolina got their second goal in
2: this Yeah, match. I think I think that's a good thing for you to point out, like like the timeline of it all for this match to sort of have to mm-hmm. concede that goal kind of early, you know, by Chicago. And it was off of a set piece, right? That's just like something where the, sometimes you just get beat on mm-hmm. uh, the set piece. Quite frankly, we've seen it happen somewhat often this season in, in particular but um to sort of manage things and sort of get to halftime to just still sort of give yourself an opportunity to hit um you know a reset button perhaps uh but that just never came for Chicago right we didn't really see um at, at least on the player the the adjustments made by the coaching staff for the player side of things i guess is what i'm trying to say so it's like you kind of have to take a look at the roster available for chicago right now and I sort agree. of like say like where where was that adjustment going to be had or how was it going to be made um and that just isn't something that is in their benefit right now quite frankly you know this was another game where um they had a pretty hefty availability report come out and while you had somebody like Mallory Pugh uh now be available for this match they added on somebody like Aaron Wright so it's like yeah, someone like, coming on or someone coming off and there's just kind of like which
0: which we expected we knew that yeah. Aaron Wright had gone down she left the last game early for the mm-hmm. Red Stars and then but I mean their defense is just very thin very, oh, yeah, absolutely. Bad. And it
2: just got you know, it didn't look good too that you you're talking about timelines of things, right? And sort of which things kind of um develop, mm-hmm. you know, you get you see Tatum Milazzo have to come out of a game, right? At this point, is one of two players who have played every minute for the Red Stars, and that just happens to be at defensive back. So it was between her and Zoe Morris, and then um her going down with an injury. And then having to be subbed out and the Red Stars literally not having any bodies to to put in into that position specifically. So you see um, Bianca St. George's get pushed back in light of Sarah Luber being able to come back, come into the match at wingback. And um, that's not necessarily what you want to see. You see somebody like Bianca St. George's who had been... um, You know, thriving, quite frankly, at the wing back position for Chicago being pushed a little bit higher. And so you have a team that was struggling to kind of generate attack at this point in the game and you're moving back one of your kind of better attacking players. It just the writing, I think, for me was on the wall. And then you sort of see this all happening kind of at the hour mark. And then what happens you get North Carolina courage, getting the go ahead goal in the 64th minute from Fugunagano. So it just like the timing of everything. It just, it just, like I said, I was just like, well, that's not good. And then you see the goal happen and you're like, right. Cause that wasn't good. And it, And in fact, only got worse for Chicago because you get Ordonez getting the brace. She gets the double in this one. Not going to have a great game, not only getting a goal, but getting an assist on Ordonez's um, goal, uh, you know, in second goal in this match. And then really just start tying things up with a bow because you see at this point, perhaps there was a little bit of concession on Chicago's part with, you know, sort of. Subbing everybody out, you know, toward after that third goal. You see a a player like Nagasato come out, you see a player like Pew come out, Stevens coming on, Darber coming on, who made her NWSL debut, the Australian International. So um, I think when you go down three, three three-zero on the road and you're kind of you know bleeding players, quite frankly, you're making some choices. So um it's such it's a way to put it. Yeah, for me, that was a yeah. for me that was a little bit of a white flag by the uh, by the coaching staff, and um, you know the fact that you had the courage, you know, able to make some subs of their own, and you get a goal for Riley, you know, uh, Riley Bazden in, in this one as that makes it four um, zero. Yeah, and we talked about that in the preview, Lisa. We were just like, you know, just going to depend on personnel. Like, we just didn't mm-hmm. know, like, if Chicago was, A, going to have the bodies to, to, you know, get through this kind of game, especially, you know, against the North Carolina side, that even though they're in last place, this is a team that comes out there and they score goals. So oh, um, really? if, if you don't have the pieces to kind of compete with that, whether or not Carolina has struggled with their own defensive issues this year, Chicago is now a team that's sort of struggling in various areas on the pitch. Right. So uh, it just, it just was a big, big win for this, for this North Carolina team. Huge
0: win. I mean, they have now scored four goals in back-to-back games before that it was both threes in back-to-back games. Like they just know how to score and, and put up goals. And when you add in players like Dan Ordonez, who is, incredibly hot right now on fire just knocking down goals and and so confidently and as a rookie as a first year player in this league she does it with such ease and then you you put players alongside her like caroline like are you kidding me Dabina, oh sullivan they they just did so many magical things and and caroline truly setting up this last goal it was a bit oh, of a yeah. give and go between Riley Basedon and, and, and Caroline. It was Riley giving it to Caroline, Caroline driving in line. And and usually we see Caroline take that shot or um and score it frankly for caroline but she ends up giving it back it's a back pass to based and a beautiful shot for her it was based first nwsl goal she comes in off the bench it was the fourth it was really team soccer from north carolina and i think that was huge and the fact yeah. that defensively they played a little tighter than they have um than north carolina has in in their previous matches i mean you look against a, a team like kansas city they conceded four goals they conceded three against Portland, three against Washington. Um, I I think that this was a better North Carolina defense than we've seen in more recent weeks. So, North Carolina has snapped their six game winless streak.
2: They they get on the
0: winning side of it, which we had that. We had North Carolina getting the win in this one. We we knew they'd be able to do it over Chicago. Um, And I am sorry for your Chicago Red Stars, but kind of falling apart at the seams at this point in the season. And 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 frankly, it's it's sad. But with, with this win, North Carolina jumps up a little bit. So now they're 10th in the standings at this point. Chicago drops. They it's drop the little things.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, Chicago, you know, that's the other thing about this, too, is like Chicago kind of look. – we're talking a little bit about Angel City, right, before this. So mm-hmm. it's like you enter this week in a certain place, and it turns out a couple teams are still exiting this weekend in the same position. So Chicago didn't, like, rise or necessarily fall – more in the standings, but I don't know if they've done themselves any favors in, in terms of yeah. the position that they're in right now. I mean this table, and we're gonna go through it probably after next week because we've been doing it month to month in terms of the final standings, but um, mm-hmm. you know, that table is is as tight as can be right now. It's very, very close even from probably you know spots three to to eight quite frankly there's anywhere from one to two points kind of uh separating teams um in the mix so for sure if you're the courage and you've got games in hand and you're sort of giving yourself this challenge of like winning out um this is the type of game that you're probably going to look at and try to say like hey like maybe we can do something you know to sort of finish out our season Mm -hmm. strong you know and i think if you're the red stars uh side of things here like that's not a position where you want to be in i mean if you're a pro team in this in this uh in this league you know that you're going to like have to deal with losses because of the level of competition in this league but i don't know if you want to be the team that is constantly um part of another team's storyline and so this this Chicago Red Stars team has picked up their fourth Loss in five weeks, but these particular losses are part of another team's story. So, you've got an Angel City team that's like, Hey, maybe we could do something special. And now, you've got a North Carolina team saying, Hey, maybe we can make, do something special. You know, it's something about when you're a lower half team and you're beating, you know, a top six team where you kind of have that kind of mentality. And it's one thing to sort of take that loss, but have that loss be a part of somebody else's narrative. I don't think you that's a good feeling and one that you want to sit and linger with. So, um, the rest. Red Stars have been struggling with the availability report, inju- injury report side of things for a while, and um, haven't been super active during the transfer window, and that's been disappointing. So um, that's a front, you know, that's a front office thing versus a player thing. I think the player side of things have been doing really, really well so far, but this is another loss that they're going to have to uh, come home with and try to look ahead on next week. But we've got one more game, Lisa. We're talking about the things shifting a little bit. And we've got Orlando Pride took on Gotham FC. And Orlando went ahead and they extended that undefeated streak with a win, 2 1 over Gotham. Still sitting on the outside looking in of the playoff standings. But some very cool things have happened in this game for them. Ooh. Their two recent acquisitions got time on the pitch. And one of them, Natalie Watt, scored a goal
0: huge. This was huge. We both had Orlando Pride winning this one. Um, So they're now six games undefeated. This is a team that made moves over the last week, acquiring Ali Watt from Owl rain, acquiring Haley Hansen from Houston. And the fact that Seb Hines had coached for the pride played both of those players in this match and gave them significant minutes. It wasn't like, Hey, we'll put you in towards the end; You'll get five, 10 minutes. No Haley Hansen came on in the 57th minute. This was a huge substitution to bring her on in the back line after, um, Thalia had gotten the, the first goal for Orlando, which, um, course we will talk about but Ali Watt then coming on for this match um in the 64th minute so getting significant time right playing significant minutes contributing significantly to this game and I think when you look at the front office of Orlando and and frankly Seb Hines and what he's been able to do like this is potentially like a huge moment for Orlando where we're seeing a shift in what they can do moving forward. And the shift has been happening, right? It doesn't happen overnight. The shift has been happening. i six games undefeated for this Orlando side. And they go out in this Gotham match and they are knocking on the door. They have their goalkeeper, Aaron McLeod, making incredible saves all over the pitch, just knocking down anything that comes towards her. Um, and then in the uh, right before the 50th minute mark, Thelia ends up getting a shot and it's not pretty by any means. It's not a pretty goal. It's very sloppy defending. <laughs> by Tom, and it's a pretty sloppy attack by Orlando, but who cares? It finds the back of the net. She ends up shooting it. And actually, actually as I'm watching this and shoots the ball from, Towards the top of the 18, Erica Timrak is on the ground, her teammate, right in front of the goal. And this one actually hits off Timrak's bum and then goes in the back of the net. So initially I was like, oh no, is Thelia not even going to get this one? But Thelia is still credited with the goal um, despite it going off of her teammate Timrak. And then uh, ali Watt subs on to the game, new acquisition for Orlando. She comes in, she makes a difference. She gets a goal in the 73rd minute, and uh, it's a fantastic goal. It is. Fantastic. Um, this is a great goal. They're now up to nothing. And and two minutes later, after this alley lock goal happens, Christy Mewis slams her fist down and she says, No way, I'm not letting this happen again. She comes down, it's a great cross into the box. It's an authoritative header from Mewis. Um, the service is great. She Mewis gets away from the defender, two center backs. It was such a great moment. Like only a player like Christy Mewis can do that, but it can't all fall on her shoulders. And frankly, that's what we saw. Remember, no midge purse in this match. She got a red card the yeah. last time Gotham was out in the midweek game. And um, it, frankly, it's a little too late from Gotham and this Christine Uis goal. But I think the response says a lot for this Gotham side, for, for Christine Uis and what she was able to do. It, it was within minutes of Allie Watt's goal um Christy Mewis gets another one within two minutes Mewis gets on the board for Gotham and that was um I I think that said a lot to me about how frustrated Gotham is now they they still don't get points in this game and Orlando closes it out um with the game winner coming from Watt. but I I really love what I'm seeing from Orlando at this point but it, Gotham won this first matchup against Orlando. And, yeah. and now Orlando win this one. We saw Allie Krieger playing a bit higher off the pitch in, in that number six defensive midfielder role, like doing a lot of the leadership there. Um, so things are, are happening for Gotham as well. And and the, honestly, the fact that Christine Lewis was like, no, we're going to get a goal makes me feel a little bit like, I don't know, better for Gotham. It's a little bit I of hope,
2: right? It's the hope that kills you, that's but little, it's still nice to have it.
0: <laughs> I mean, a little bit of hope that they're not just hanging their heads and saying, all right, let's yeah. just get through this
2: season. No, I'm with you on that. I think, that's you tough. know, in, in some of the previewing from week to week that we've been doing, you know, in regards to Gotham specifically, like that was something, that's been a question that we've been asking mm-hmm. of ourselves around the show, that it's one thing to, you know, sort of find yourself in the second half of the table, but... Um, you know, sort of having the, you know, the body language and the mentality, and sort of, you know, maybe being feeling dejected about being in the position that you're in right now, and sort of, you know, making the comparisons to perhaps other teams mm-hmm. in similar situations where it's like, hey, it's like we're we're looking at some some teams like like the Spirit or or like uh you know North Carolina, that it's a little bit of a different energy. It's like, yes, they, they are finding themselves in a lower half of a table type of season, but they're playing competitively and they're going out there and, and, you know, competing against these other teams. And, um, you know, it's just been, it's been tough to sort of watch, you know, this Gotham side, try to figure things out while not figuring anything out. And then having to try to have a shakeup and still pick up their, you know, what is now their sixth consecutive loss. You know, you get to a point where you kind of get your breaking point. And maybe that's what we saw a little bit tonight. And at the very least, what we're seeing in these back-to-back losses, specifically first Houston and now Orlando pride that, you know, this, this Gotham side have sort of tried to close out these games for the last three, three matches with at least a goal. It's like, Hey, let's try to get on the scoreboard here, yeah. like try to make this effort to break through um, on goal. So we'll, we'll see if um, this, this type of energy kind of maybe changes things for them. Um, Maybe not so much in a playoff push, but you want to try to close yeah. out, you know, your final third of the season with some type of momentum um going into next year. And for Orlando, that's exactly what they're doing, but they're also doing it in a way where it's like, they are staying relevant and within the conversation of the like table it. and the potential, you know, push here late, late in the season. So, um, the fact that you made this franchise made the moves for the players that they that they made, and they got time tonight. And not only that, we're seeing somebody like Ali Watt make an impact immediately. It was nothing but smiles and cheers at the end of that, this game. And I just have to imagine that's going to continue for this team going forward. For sure, yeah, for sure. So I mean, what a huge confidence
0: time. boost! What a huge confidence boost for a player like Ali Watt to get traded from a team that she wasn't seeing many minutes at to then go and, and play significant minutes in her first match with Orlando, get a goal, a great goal at that one that from the near side of the box to the far corner, she just barely gets it in the post, but it's a great shot out of the goalkeeper's reach. And um, yeah, I think the future is very bright for this Orlando pride side and, and what they're building there. Um, with this team and the players that they have currently we'll see i mean i'm i told you a couple of weeks ago i want them to to make a push for a playoff. Thanks.
2: They're doing it right now. And you said that they might actually make the playoffs. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. I I they're going to make the playoffs. So we'll see. We'll see if you can prove them right. I, th- I think they're doing a good job of, of being a uh, kind of spoilery. Right. And sort of, you know, raining on know. other uh, teams in their parade, which i also find equally as entertaining as, as a neutral who watches these games uh, sometimes, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see how the table also shakes out because there is currently an NWSL match happening right now. San Diego wave, versus Houston Dash currently in the second half. They're all tied up 1-1. We'll have to wait for the results on that one, and we're going to recap that match for you all on Tuesday along with chatting a bit about women's ICC. But that's it for us tonight Thank you all so much for joining us and listening to Attacking Third. Thank you to all of you who have voted for us. Uh, Make sure that you check your emails, your spam folders to see if you've been selected to vote for us in the final round. Make sure you tune in on Tuesday. I'm going to let you know. Keep reminding you because I want you to come join us then because we have to put a bookend to this NWSL weekend. Maybe go over some standings in a more official capacity. uh, But join us then. Stay tuned for Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman. This was Attacking First.
1: From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes, I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes!